Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, welcome, Hawk fans, to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Colin Cole, and of course, we have another awesome show to bring to you today. And of course, we're going to be talking for the Purdue Boilermakers. But first, I got to introduce my resident guest host, two-time All-Big Ten, three-year started offensive tackle, the luxury real estate mogul up in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois, this Mr. David Porter, I don't know what you left. I'm just saying, hey, 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 I want to make sure I put that out there because the the good people got to know who you are, especially if they're up there in that Chicago, Illinois area, and they got some coin to spend on a home. They might want to highlight my boy David here. So, David, man, come on through. (laughs) Quick recap of last week's 23 to 20 win over the number four Penn State Nittany Lions. The question heading into last week's game, David, was are the Iowa Hawkeyes for real? You know we are. You know we are. Hey, that was a good game. We, that was a comeback victory for us, right? We, the, if I'm looking at us for the whole season. Look at the totality of the season. What would we, what we have accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. We beat three teams in the top 25. Two of those teams were in the top 10. Yes. There is an argument for Iowa to be number one this year. Mm. There's an argument to be made for that. Yeah, we're real. We're real. Mm. That, that defense? Oh, yeah. They're real. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they're real. Yes, that was um, that was clearly the most anticipated Big Ten matchup of the season this past Saturday uh, at yes. King Stadium on Duke Slater Field. Uh, that was the first time ever that two top five Big Ten teams played, and neither of them were named Michigan or Ohio State. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah, it was the first time. Uh, in 60 years, so that's that's a pretty impressive considering the Hawks uh, and 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 the Nittany Lions and what uh, both teams have been able to pull together, considering especially last year, the last seasons uh, for both these teams. Um, but very impressive. Iowa had not beaten Penn State at Kinnick Stadium since 2010, but um, I would venture to say oh. that uh, the energy and everything that uh, Kinnick Stadium brought to that game. Uh, last Saturday night, man, it just really helped elevate the, the play of that team the other night, bro. Yeah, man. That 12th man showed up. I mean, they really showed up. Oh, my goodness. I, I keep bringing it back, like, the reincarnation of, like, the Legion of Boom, like, what what, what Seattle did. Oh, my goodness. And with that defense, with our defense, the comparisons, the amount of takeaways we have, what Riley Moss leads in the nation, right? In takeaways, he's got four. Mm-hmm. Oh my! <laughs> then we got Matt Hankins, Mister Consistent, right? Comes up with a big stop for us. 
he's hey he's only a three all the way also he's on the island too he's missed a shutdown this dude here oh my god they're afraid to throw at that man i love watching him play yes you know, it's uh, it's interesting. You mentioned both of those guys out of the corners, but those guys, uh, you know, make up only a percentage of where those takeaways are coming from. We got uh, we we got Jack Kerner on the deep fly pass um, from from uh, from their quarterback, from Penn State's quarterback. Uh, he was trying to hook mm -hmm. up with uh, that number five, but uh, Jack Kerner, he, he beat him to the spot. Got that big that big interception, and let's not forget about Jalen Jensen who. Who turned out that uh, that huge interception on that first drive for, for, on Penn State's first drive inside their twenty? So those two guys have been consistent throughout the year and consistently creating plays uh, throughout the year. So yeah. ID man, it's, it's been tremendous, you know. And, it's and yeah, it's been tremendous. That you know, it's, it's to be expected. They they set a bar for themselves, and just like when we had Matt Hankins on the call uh, for the recap show, he, he mentioned it's not anything that's outside of what they assumed was going to happen, considering. They're used to working these things in practice on a daily basis. So it's uh, fully within their, 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 their perspective, fully within their comfort level. This is what they're used to doing. This is not something that's, uh, that's new to them. It's true to them, really. So they, they're continuing, yeah. to, continuing to, to build off of that. But, you know, there are so many different things, so many different factors from that game, you know, that they found out about themselves defensively, offensively, and special teams-wise. It's a lot more growth yet to be had. Uh, we talked. We've talked all season about the slow start. We talked all season about having to get off to a, far, a fast start for this this, this offense. Um, last week was no different. This past Saturday was no different. This upcoming Saturday is no different. Uh, what does this team have to do to get off to a better start against this upcoming in in this upcoming game? I mean, we, we, we're talking obviously this past game, uh, but this mm -hmm. is a constant conversation starter for us uh, throughout this season. It's, Getting this team off to a fast start. What what do you need? What do you think needs to happen for this guy for these guys to get off to a faster start this way? You know, I, and we 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 we've hinted around this for like the whole season. Like they they are starting to come together, right? And you know, when we got really good back when we were playing back at Iowa, like it was because we all hung out together. Like we all did stuff together. It wasn't just like football. Off the field, we were friends too. That's what I feel is coming down the pipeline with this team, right? So when they get out there, the competition really doesn't become like against the other team. They're really competing. They're out there with their friends and their fans, like the, their guys competing against themselves, right? That, that's where you get to that point where you have both the offense and the defense starting fast, right? They're gelling from the beginning. Like when I look back here at the Iowa versus Penn State, like, I'm going to say both our offense and our defense started slow. Hey, we gave up 14 points in the first quarter. We started slow on defense. But when we zoned in and we had the hit, oh, my God. And we were able to pin that back and we got warmed up. They didn't score. Like, they didn't score 14 points the rest of the game. When our defense is zoned in, I don't think there's a better one out there. But we've been so used to our defense coming out and being ready to go. And the offense, we know what they are. They're going to be slow. But on this one, our defense came out just a little sluggish. And they, when they picked it up and they turned it on, oh, my God. But when we, like we've been saying, I've been saying from the beginning, we have yet to see a complete game from this offense or this defense, like from this team. 
where we're clicking on special teams, offense, and defense. Like either one or the two are starting slow, or two of the three starting slow. Like once we get that whole complete game, that's why I say that the best part about this team is there's still so much upside to them. There's so much more upside for them. If you forget, we still got a young offensive line. Getting those guys to send their technique. What can we do? Just keep doing what we're doing. Keep getting better. That's what we're doing. We're getting better. No question. It's a long season, and it's all about that consistently uh, working to progress and get better. So, you know, that's uh, that's what this opportunity is coming up. You know, they they get opportunity uh, moving forward, uh, hosting the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, So the Hawkeyes are 6-0. And riding a 12 game, a 12 game winning streak. They're first in the Big Ten West. And with six games left in the Big Ten schedule, only two of the teams they have overall, two of the teams that they have on the remaining schedule overall have winning records, including this Purdue team coming into Kinnick this Saturday. And none of the remaining six teams in the schedule have a conference win. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, and with that, this is homecoming weekend in Iowa City. I fully anticipate the Hawkeye Nation showing up and showing out at 2.30 on Saturday. It's going to be a raucous crowd. Uh, last year, Purdue was one of the only losses that we had. We had two losses to both Purdue and Northwestern. Um, Purdue's offense is led by quarterback Jack Plummer. Purdue ranks second in the Big Ten with 325.4 passing yards and sixth with 414.8 total yards of offensive game. Purdue wide receiver David Bell caught 13 passes for 121 yards and three touchdowns last year as a sophomore uh, in East La- in West Lafayette. His game-winning touchdown catch last season was set up by a late Iowa fumble. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a tremendous opportunity, but uh, the Hawkeyes could not capitalize they couldn't they couldn't pull it out they had that late fumble like i said and uh purdue was able to pull out that game last last year in west lafayette like i just mentioned however the boilermakers have scored exactly 13 points in each of their last three games resulting in just one win and like i mentioned they're coming off of a bye week this week david um interestingly enough iowa has lost the last three out of four meetings against the purdue boilermakers um, the last one coming, I believe they lost in Iowa City in 2019. So um, last season, Purdue ranked last in rushing yards per game and ranked at the bottom of the conference this year by averaging just 89.4 yards on the ground per contest. Um, so, David, this Purdue uh, Boilermakers team coming into to Kennedy this, this uh, the upcoming week, they um, three and two. Um, have no Big Ten wins. What uh, I mentioned, you know, the quarterback that they got coming in uh, from mm-hmm. last year, who's been the starter for them. Um, what what do you anticipate, man? This is going to be a bit of a matchup. What does what do the Hawks got to do to not have a, a, a letdown to this uh, this uh, this Jack Plummer led Purdue squad? You know, just the same thing we've been talking about the whole whole season come out and start fast set the tone early right let these guys know that you're here to play you're not resting in your laurels right we're ranked number two that can easily go away keep on doing what you're doing like that's what if we start establishing our run or should I say when we start establishing our run 
We saw what it can do with the play action pass, right? It's complementary football. We need both the offense, the defense, and special teams starting fast. Like this is the time of the year where it's time for us to really start gelling, right? The 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 old line, we've been through some stuff already. We're seeing blitzes, we're seeing these twists, we're picking things up. You know, we're starting to get more comfortable in our technique. This is that time of the year where we start to actually like take that next step, where we come in and assert our dominance. This is the time of the year. Yeah. 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 So 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 let me do that. So let me ask you this, Dave. Let me ask you this. So let's talk a little bit about Purdue's offense. Okay, with that. Go ahead, man. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hit you with this though. The, the starting mm-hmm. running back, uh, Xander Horvath, missed the last three games with a lower leg injury and will be out against Iowa on Saturday. Backup running back King Door is the team's leading rusher with 221 yards and one touchdown. He missed the team's matchup with Illinois due to a medical condition. So just talking about a Purdue offense that uh, yep. is a pass-happy offense. I mean, I, I mentioned mm-hmm. the stats. They're near the top in, in passing. Um, they are ranked dead last in rushing. Um, mm-hmm. last, last season and this season, their top rusher has rushed for over two, for 221 yards. Their top receiver, um, David Bell, has 439, 439 total yards. Uh, so he's mm-hmm. clearly the biggest threat for this team along with uh, Plummer trying to get him the ball. So no running game. Nope. Big passing game. We have one of, our starters. We have one of our starters out this week. Um, does that concern you in terms of what we have to face with, a, with the obvious, you know, a big passing type of team? You know. <laughs> Just no one. <laughs> nope. Not even, no, not like, it's next man up. It Riley went down. That hurts. You know it does. That man has swag. Come, oh my goodness! But the next night it came in. We didn't. We didn't drop down much at all. If you notice, like the rest of the game, we shut down Penn State. They didn't score more than they scored in the first quarter. Um, we when we're going against a one-dimensional team like this, and I see our defense can kind of pin back their ears. That's no, I'm not worried. Nope. Terry Roberts came in off the bench to uh to, to start out at, at Nick at that corner position for the remainder of the game. Uh, a young man that is very well respected amongst his uh, peers and amongst the coaching staff. So uh, very much so uh re- well highly regarded and uh not expected to miss a, a beat whatsoever for that defense. Uh, so that is you know that that definitely puts them in the place of being confident and comfortable knowing who they have in the secondary um yeah. in terms of in terms of the hawkeye defense right uh, against this this high pass this highly potent passing game no we had one sack last week zero sacks the week before um what do you think about the front in terms of how they're uh, how they've affected quarterbacks and do, do sacks start coming this week or or what's going to happen you know what our guys are not very much, in, well, we don't do a lot of sacking, but we do a lot of pressure, right? I'm thinking the sacks do start to come this, this week. Right? If this, we've got our, um, you know, they're going to not really rush the ball and they're going to be really pass happy, right? 
our guys are going to get back there and somebody's going to get their hands on them and somebody's going to get lucky. You know how I like to define luck, right? Like being prepared for the opportunity, recognizing it when you're there, presented with that opportunity and then seizing on it. Like that's what our defense is. They're very lucky. Like they're in the right places at the right time when the right opportunity presents itself, <laughs> they just take advantage of it. They just like, Hey, I see this opportunity. I'm going to take that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I see our D-line getting very lucky uh, this coming week. We're secondary too. Yep. So the Hawkeye defense now holds the longest streak in the country, holding opponents under 25 points for 28 consecutive weeks, and the guys are averaging over two and a half interceptions a game, also the most in the nation after racking up four against the Nittany Lions. Of course, we talked about Riley Moss, but Riley Moss leads the country with four interceptions but is not expected to suit up this week, just like we mentioned. Jack Campbell continues to play lights out. We saw the hit that he put on, on, uh, on the Penn State quarterback, and that yeah, was the momentum change in play. And honestly, both he and Seth Benson are, are really playing well, not to, and not to forget Jalen Johnson and Dane Belton playing those uh, Leon Jack spots. Jack yes. Kerner, like we mentioned also, man, he had that huge pick over the top, man. So it's going to be interesting. You know, they, they've done a tremendous job of – Disrupting quarterbacks, you know, we talked about that. Uh, you yes. know, not necessarily the sack numbers, but just getting in quarterbacks' faces and creating creating yes. problems has been. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah, man. So it's it's uh, I think against a mm-hmm. opponent like this who is struggling to find themselves offensively, especially on the run, especially on the ground, especially on the ground, they are last in the Big Ten uh, in, in rushing offense. Last, dead last. So. Uh, especially on the ground, if you can't find yourself and you're a one-dimensional team, David, what does that do? I mean, to your to your team. I mean, they they clearly, if they have that inability to run the ball, what is that going to do for their team? And what are the what are the challenge? I mean, what kind of challenges do they face coming into Kinnick on Saturday? Like, like Bernie Mac is one of my favorite all-time comedians, right? I love this dude. Right? Like, like you got trouble. That's what you got with this. You got trouble. You're coming into the clinic and you're one-dimensional. You got trouble. Like, for real. This defense is not a joke. Like, we have, we've had really great defenses. Like, and I keep going back to, like, our year year. Because it was so much fun. It was so much fun. God bless it. But our defense won a few games for us. Like, we were really good on offense. People forget. Like, we were... Like we're our offensive line was actually voted the MVP of our team. That's how good we were. But like iron sharp sharpens iron. Our defense, yeah, they won some games for us. A few games. We had a more balance. We started fast, right? Compared to these guys. Our offense, when we got the ball in the first drive, we scored. I think every time. We start too fast. But like to our defense, have they had I'm going to, this defense is very similar to our defense. We just started faster. So we took the pressure off. But yeah, this defense is playing with that kind of continuity right now. No question. No question. Yeah. Lights out, ball. They got problems coming in. They got problems. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, for those of y'all that, that watch football, you, you sometimes see teams that run the ball, you know, and you wonder why are they doing that? Why? Because it keeps a defense honest. It makes them have to respect everything. And if you don't have to respect, 
a guy play fake run in front of you, then it's easier for you to get in those pass rush lanes and create problems yeah. for the offense. And this team has shown that they have the ability to turn the ball over. So uh, it's, it's not it's, it's not going to hold well for that Purdue well the team coming in to, to think if they can't establish some kind of running game. It's going to be a long, long game for them. I promise you that. Yes. Let's let's shift gears. <laughs> let's talk okay. about this. Uh, I love our defense. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Uh, so last, yeah. year's, last year's visit to West Lafayette was the first start for Spencer Petrus. After losing that game and the following week to Northwestern, Petrus has not lost again. He hasn't lost again as a starter. Uh, since he's been mm -hmm. a starter, he's not lost again since that game against Northwestern uh, pre and, and Purdue. Uh, the offense is getting going behind this young offensive line. And mm -hmm. it, I really feel it's going to continue to grow and gel. David, we saw them against uh, probably one of the top defenses in the Big Ten last week. And the pressure was on this, this front. But uh, they responded and clearly were able to take over the game late in the game and get the yards that were needed and get, and get the convert the first downs and stay on the field and get the points that were needed to win the game. So offensive line is continuing to gel yes like we're, we're growing up like i said we've been through some things three top 25 teams two of those in the top 10 like we're facing some good competition yeah we're gonna we're gonna get better as a matter of fact with our defense playing the way we play and our special teams playing the way they play i mean jesus how many times did toy taylor pin these guys inside the 10 so that was six inside of ten. Six three, three inside of three. Oh, my God. Yes. I, I, he didn't get special team player of the week. I'm not sure how that happened. Michigan, goal, whatever. You know, big bluers. <laughs> whatever. Um, for us to have that kind of luxury to allow this offensive line to grow up, yeah. We're going to get better. Not only are they playing against our defense, they're playing against some of the other better defenses in the country too. Yeah. In like some pressure situations, they're going to grow up. We're seeing that, right? Becoming more, we're not, no, we're not doing just the grinded out game anymore. We're mixing it up, right? The game winning catch, mm -hmm. right? That was, what was that, 43 yards? Mm -hmm. 44 yards. That's right. 44 yards. Yeah. Like we're starting to mix some things up. The offense is just starting to gel. You hit the nail right on the head, man. We're getting there. Like Spencer, I think he, uh, he might be going back into this game. And he remembers his first two losses. Those are coming up. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so we're the wagon top. So that being said, man, Purdue ranks third in the big 10 in total defense, allowing 299.4 total yards per, per, per game, uh, but big plays down the field have allowed opponents to capitalize on offense's lack of scoring. So uh, they have a defense that's decent, right? They, they've kept them in games. They're, they're ranked near the top uh, in total defense, but uh, their offense's inability to, to get things going has, has stifled and stifled that defense. So um, we want to continue that trend, of course, but we got to know that we're facing a team that's uh, not necessarily a badly coached team or a team that uh, can't produce or can't uh, can't make things happen on the defensive side or, or take away some key players on the defensive side. 
However, because their offense has been unable to uh, to do much with the ball, they they've struggled. They've struggled. Um, they've mm-hmm. only, they're 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 they've only been able to uh, attain one interception throughout the season. That's from their cornerback um, Z Green. Uh, their leading tackler has 28 tackles through five games. So I don't see a terribly overly productive defense. However, they've been consistent in being able to uh, do what they've, you know, the little they've been able to do. Um, considering where we are uh, offensively, and read off the numbers for you on the season, Spencer's at 1,138 uh, total yards. He's got nine touchdowns uh, uh, against only two interceptions. Uh, this the interception last week. You know that's that's one where you know he puts it a little bit too high for for Nico. You got to put that right mm-hmm. on the block right there. You know you don't you don't put that put that up in the air where he leaves himself susceptible in the middle right there. You put that on his body so he can continue to move or get himself down and protect himself. So that one was kind of a you know one of those mental farts I think. But you know he's been pretty consistent throughout the season. He and his uh, his overall rating is one hundred thirty two point nine, which. You know, it's a tremendous uh, quarterback rating. He's been very smart and decisive with the ball. Uh, hasn't yeah. hasn't been making bad decisions throughout the season, man. It's been really tremendous to watch Spencer grow throughout the season, man. What are your thoughts on him? And Spencer, like you said, he's been growing throughout the season, but he's been growing with an offensive line, right? This he can put the ball where it needs to be. The offensive line is getting better. Now he, and we talked about his quarterback rating, right? For the season where he's had pressure in his face he's had people at his feet his his pocket now is becoming cleaner it, but those old habits don't just go away they don't when you're used to having somebody in front of your face or at your feet you're kind of anticipating that to happen he's going to start to like feel more comfortable back there and like you said those mental farts that he has where he's not putting the ball exactly where he wants to put it or where exactly we would I'm going to go out on a limb and say where we would expect it to be for a guy of his caliber. It, yeah, that stuff's going to start to clean itself up. Like as the old line gets better, you'll see our passing game gets better. And we'll also see that running game will look a whole lot better too. It will. Like I said, when these guys start to get sticky and you get the offensive line driving and establishing another line of scrimmage and pushing that down lineman up to that linebacker, before they separate, that's when you're going to start to see everything start to gel. Yeah. Spencer's getting better because the offensive line is cleaning up their stuff, and that's allowing him to do his job. That's what I see. Yep, yep. So, and so we talk about complementary football, Spencer's ability to uh, to get the ball out and his statistics. He's done a tremendous job uh, getting the ball to his receivers. Um, we, we know that Sam LaPorta is his favorite receiver, his, his tight end. Yep. He has 23 receptions on the year, with two touchdowns. Nick oh, uh, Regani, our man who was, who was on the show, uh, the, the, uh, the post game for Penn State. You know, he's second on the team now with 15 catches, 205 yards, and a, and a touchdown. Uh, Tyler Goodson, third on, his, on the team uh, in receptions, man. So, first on the team in rushing, third on the team in receptions. T. Good is a monster. And make mm-hmm. plays when you get the opportunity. Quickly, before we got to wrap this thing up, man, talk, talk to me a little bit about the maturation of this offensive line and how that's benefited Tyler Goodson in the running game. 
And not to mention Ivory Kelly Martin, you know, um, Pot of Bomb, you know, all these guys are, are benefiting from these guys up front, man. But talk to us a little bit about uh, how that's been. You said a little bit about in terms of receiving and, and the passing game and holding up the pocket. So how has it been helping in the running game? In, when the running game is really offensive line play, right? It's us reading that down lineman, working together as a unit to move these four down linemen plus one of the linebackers that we choose out of the, out of the running back's way. What that does, that extends, that extends drives, right? Offense is about grinding. That extends drives. That, as we start to lean heavy on these defense alignment and y'all legs start to shake and give away, right? That helps us out in the pass game because you can't rush as hard. You can't rush as hard. Think about it, as you're an offensive lineman, we were talking about this the other night, and I'm doing a kick slide. I'm literally going backwards. I'm going backwards as you're running forward, and I got to catch you. Uh-huh. What? You know what I want to do? I don't want to catch you, especially when you got a head full of steam. I want you to be tired because that's hard to do. Hmm. But when I get to tee off on you, and I'm already bigger, huh? yeah, is we can do that. And sometimes they say your best defense or your best offense is your defense. Our best defense might be our offense. If we can grind that out and keep our defense fresh and then make their defense weak at the same time and then become like two-dimensional so we can actually really grow up, man, that's why that O-line gelling in the run game is so important. It really opens up everything else that the offense can do. Yeah. Hey, and, and you heard it first from an offensive lineman. I mean, I can't give you those kind of takes. I mean, personally, I feel like, you know, those guys are just, you know, heavy guys and whatnot. But, you know, I, it makes Oh, here sense. you go. I, I, really? Elephants away? I, I, we heard y'all. Like, really? Wow. I'm agreeing with you. I said it makes what? sense in terms of what you're saying. It makes sense. You no, say we're just big guys. Like, we're, we're not just big guys. We're athletes. I'm not arguing the point as to whether you're an athlete or not, David. All I'm saying is that I'm taking your word for it. You know, I know personally, you know, leaning on me, not leaning on me, it doesn't matter. You know, the beast going to come out regardless, but that doesn't matter. That was back in the day. Right now, we're talking about the current Hawkeye team. And at the end of the day, we're looking for a set. We're looking for this team to get to 7-0 after this past, after this next upcoming weekend. Uh, and that winning streak to 13 games. So that's yes. what we're looking for. 2.30 in Kinnick Stadium on Duke Slater Field. We're looking for another Hawkeye win as they extend that winning streak and uh, continue their road to the Big Ten Championship through the Big Ten West. So with that, I'm Colin Cole and joined with by my guest host. I got, um, at some point, mm-hmm. I'm going to start saying go. So I know, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, perhaps. We're working towards it. We're not quite there, Dave. Well, Colin Cole, I'm David Porter. Go Hawks. For Colin Cole, there's David Porter. Appreciate you guys Thank for you. the show. God bless and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.